Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. You know, we all carry so much grief, whether it's from losing a child or a parent or a spouse in this life, or whether it's from losing a cherished friend or a pet or a marriage or a relationship, a career, um, a way of life. You know, we've all pretty much lost a way of life over the past year due to the pandemic. And so, you know, we also may be carrying grief from physical or sexual abuse or trauma, um, whether it's from this life or a past life, or whether it's ancestral grief and trauma that's been passed down through our family's DNA. And there are a lot of ways of healing. One of the ways that I began healing some of my grief and trauma a few years ago, as I have mentioned before, um, and this was before Greg went to spirit, was through women's circles. I began hosting them in person. Well, I was doing, I was doing women's circles of a different type um, back probably about uh, 2012, maybe, was when I started. And then I started doing a different version of them back around 2016 or 17. And in all of them, what I witnessed was that when women come together in circle, the energy and the potential for healing is powerful and it's magical. So if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released, I'm hosting the first full moon healing with the magic of the moon virtual women's circle this coming Thursday, January 28th of 2021. You can go to tinyurl.com forward slash moon dash magic dash circle to register and for more information. And if you're listening after January 28th, you can still go to that link and sign up for the next one. The energy in these circles is so potent and it's really ripe for healing. These circles are open to any woman because we all have wounding and healing that we need to heal. Wounding that we need to heal. That didn't come out right. Um, but I really hope you'll join me and tell your friends to join us too because it's so much more powerful when you do circle with a woman who's close to you. So whether it's a grieving mom or a sister or a friend who's like a sister, um, yeah, invite some, invite a woman that you're close to and see what you can begin to heal through the magic of using the moon to heal from your wounding. All right, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Early on in my grief journey after Greg left this life, I joined several Facebook groups for grieving moms, and I saw many posts by moms um, that really made me very, very sad, but not for the reasons that you would think. Now, of course, reading the stories that moms share about their precious children is sad, and it hurts my heart still to this day, but I'm talking about a different kind of post. And in what I'm going to talk about today, I am not in any way criticizing or judging anyone. My intention is always to give you a different way of looking at things, whether you're a grieving mom or someone who knows a grieving mom or anyone else who's grieving the loss of someone they love. 
my intention is always to help you further your healing. And this is something, this is a conversation that I know is going to help, although it might surprise you. And I hope that if you've done this in the past, you won't judge yourself for it, but rather you'll look at it from a different perspective now. So grieving moms are easily triggered by a whole lot of things, and I totally understand that. This is not an easy path, even on the best of days, whatever that even means anymore. But what I see from many grieving moms in these groups is the anger that they respond with when someone tells them that they understand their pain because they lost their mom, their spouse, their dog, fill in the blank here. I'm not saying someone in, someone else in the group says that. I'm saying that someone in their life has said to a mom, I understand how you feel because I lost my mom or my dog or whatever. And then they'll come into the group and they are filled with anger and rage. I have lost both of my parents. And when I lost my mom very unexpectedly in 2014, I thought that was the worst pain I would ever experience in my life. And then my son, Greg, passed away. And I experienced a kind of pain that, you know, it isn't even describable in human language. For anyone that has not lost a child, I pray you never experience this level of pain. And if there's anything worse than losing a child in this life, I don't want to know what it is, let alone experience it. But here's the thing. We all come from our own level of experience in life. I'm not special in my pain simply because I lost a child and someone else didn't. What I believe, and I hope that you will, mm, I hope that you will take this in with love. But what I believe is that whatever one person's worst loss is, that's their worst loss to them. So again, using my own example, before my son passed away, the death of my mother was my worst loss, okay? So whatever it is for someone, whether it's a cherished pet because they've never been married, never had children, or, you know, their their spouse and their children are still alive, but their beloved pet passes away, that's their worst loss, okay, to them. And I honor that. I honor their pain because their pain is just as real to them as mine is to me. And it's not my place to deny them their experience. So why do people say things like, I know how you feel because I lost my fill in the blank? I believe that people generally come from a good place with good intentions. They don't know what to say or do. And they're usually doing their best to try to relate to us. Does it sometimes come out sideways? Yeah, absolutely it does. However, I don't believe they mean it that way. They're simply trying to relate to us, to empathize, to connect with us. That's what we do as humans. And they're doing it in one of the only ways they know how. What I've learned is that getting angry and triggered by someone brings our energy down and it doesn't accomplish anything. And the one thing that grieving moms want most in the world is to connect with their child in spirit. To connect with your child in spirit, your vibration has to be really high. Okay? And so again, if you get triggered and angry, it's going to lower your vibration 
bring your energy down and make it more difficult for you to be able to connect with your child in spirit. Also, people speak from the level of their own experience. And so if they haven't experienced the loss of a child, then whatever loss they have experienced is going to be their, quote, worst loss. And that's just as real and painful to them as ours is to us. So whenever I'm faced with a situation and I'm not sure how to respond, I try to think back to a time where I may have said or done or behaved in the way that is um, being demonstrated toward me in that moment. So in this case, try to think back to a time before your child passed away. Could there have been a time, just maybe, a circumstance in which you said something to someone in an effort to relate or show, show them that you care that they may have found insensitive? I'm sure that I did. I can't even imagine some of the things that I may have said to people in the past that would horrify me now, right? And if you're honest, you probably did too. Except in very rare instances, I do not believe that it's done with any intent to harm another person. Especially when it comes to grief. If you know that someone is grieving, you're not going to be deliberately mean to them. And nor are people doing it deliberately to be mean to you. Now, there are always exceptions. And I can just imagine some of the emails that I'm going to get. But my blah, blah, blah. I get it. Like I say, there are always exceptions, but I'm talking about generally speaking. Okay. So what I have said to people who have said things like this to me since Greg passed away is thank you. I pray you never have to experience this kind of loss. And I'm truly sorry for your pain as well, because that way I'm acknowledging their pain, which to them is just as real as mine is to me. And again, if there's something worse than losing a child in this life, I don't want to know what it is. And I also pray that someone who has never experienced this level of loss never does. But I'm not going to discount or deny someone else their experience. You know, it makes me think of something else. I created Grief with Grace, and I chose the name very intentionally, with some help from Greg in spirit. But I honestly believe that if we each show a little more grace to ourselves and to others, a lot of healing will take place on an individual level, within families, within communities, within cities, within countries, and around the world. Healing has to start on an individual basis, and this is one way that it can start. And yes, I know that this conversation might very well anger or trigger some of you listening. And so if it does, I would really invite you to sit with what I've said. Just let it, let it settle inside of you for a bit and try on some of the suggestions I've given you. Look at it from a different perspective. Like I said, think back to a time before your child left this life could you possibly have said something insensitive to someone else? You know, when we get triggered or angry because someone says something that makes us mad in this way, we really hurt ourselves. And that might sound kind of funny, right? It's like, well, how could we be hurting ourselves? Here's why. 
Here's how. Because the other person is trying to connect with us in the best way they know how, and we shut them down. Now, again, this is not meant to judge or criticize because I understand how much pain you're living with. I live with it too. But I don't believe that gives me the right to lash out at someone or to shut someone down when they're trying their best to show me that they care. Also, something to remember is that anger is usually a way to express very deep, very profound grief. Grief often hides underneath anger. So rather than reacting with anger, try taking a deep breath and then responding from your heart. I gave you an example of the way that I generally respond now. You might make a connection that will help both you and the other person. And, you know, I just thought of something else, too, that I wanted to mention um, in this conversation. And it's that I, and again, I'm recording this in the middle of January of 2021. And so we just went through um, New Year's Eve of 2020, which was, you know, with the pandemic, 2020 was a year unlike any other that probably any of us have ever seen. But I saw a lot of moms toward the end of 2020 who were really angry and upset because other people were saying that 2020 was the worst year ever. Well, the same principle applies here. It might very well have been the worst year for someone else. So who am I to deny them their experience? If 2020 was the worst year for them, then for them, it was. For whatever reason, it was. And I honor them. And I honor their experience in feeling that 2020 was the worst year ever for them. We all have our worst year. So moving further into 2021, I have an invitation for all of us, myself included. And here's what it is. It's to show a little more compassion and grace, both to ourselves and to others. And then watch and see what might shift or change in your life. Something I often remind myself is that I can't change anyone else. I can only change myself. But in changing myself, I just might inspire change in someone else. So I hope what I said today and what I shared today resonates with you and gives you a different perspective on that conversation. And, you know, you can apply that same principle to other things. I mean, I applied it to the... um, to the whole idea of 2020 being someone's worst year. Um, But there are a lot of areas in life where you could apply this. So I hope you will take it with love and with grace and with compassion. And um, yeah, see, see how you might shift your perspective around it. And I will be back next week with another episode. So until then, I'm sending you so much love and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.